Would've, could've, should've. Antigone might have been the first to express the idea. No one loves the messenger who brings bad news. Shakespeare warns of the concept in at least two of his plays, Henry IV and Antony and Cleopatra. Perhaps the most applicable old-world reference comes from Plutarch's work, Lives. The first messenger that gave notice was so far from pleasing that he had his head cut off for his pains, and no man daring to bring further information, without any intelligence at all, the king sat while war was already blazing around him, giving ear only to those who flattered him. Here are quotes from modern times. On February 7th, 2020, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. On February 10th, 2020. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat, as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. On February 25th, Dr. Nancy Messonnier of the CDC wrote, We expect we will see community spread in this country. It's not so much a question of if this will happen anymore, but rather more a question of exactly when this will happen and how many people in this country will have severe illness. Now is the time for U.S. businesses, hospitals, and communities to begin preparing for the possible spread of COVID-19. The CDC continues to work with business, education, and healthcare sectors, encouraging employers to be prepared. We are asking the American public to work with us to prepare in the expectation that this could be bad. And I told my children that while I didn't think that they were at risk right now, we as a family need to be preparing for significant disruption of our lives. You should think about what you would do for childcare if schools or daycares close. Is teleworking an option for you? Secondary consequences of some of these measures might include missed work and loss of income. This whole situation may seem overwhelming and that disruption to everyday life may be severe. But these are things that people need to start thinking about now. On February 27th. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. On March 19th. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. Now, really, is anyone really blaming Bob Woodward for not having reported on what he heard in those 18 interviews with Mr. Trump? Are we really going to be distracted by the age-old meme of shooting the messenger? Are we really all that surprised by the content of those taped sessions? And what were we doing listening to Mr. Trump in the first place, as he obviously created an alternative fact spin on a situation that he was too stupid to understand how it could actually be to his own benefit? As far as I can tell, not having heard much more than the common Joe about the content of Mr. Woodward's book, having only heard the four or five less-than-a-minute-long clips from the soon-to-be-infamous Trump tapes, there is nothing in that content that is surprising. Nor is it surprising that Mr. Trump made a decision to obfuscate the sparse information he had assimilated from the briefings instead of making an attempt to create a unifying message. 
A unifying message would have been the only way for Mr. Trump to have been able to take advantage of this virus information that he had already, in such a short period of time, watered down into his fourth grade vocabulary. You just breathe the air. That- Can I have a Homer some duh here? Duh! And... More deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. What on earth is a strenuous flu? Hang on, I have to check with Mr. Dick. Strenuous. 1. Characterized by vigorous exertion as action, efforts, life, etc. 2. Demanding or requiring vigorous exertion, laborious. 3. Vigorous, energetic, or zealously active. Come on, do any of those meanings come close to characterizing the flu, even a deadly one? Mr. Trump would have had to bring the nation together. That is an action that is evidently contrary to how he behaves. But all this isn't about Mr. Trump. It's about the message, not the messenger. The message that COVID-19 was out there and was coming for us was, as the virus itself, already out there. It doesn't matter if we received the message from the President of the United States or from an 80-plus-year-old prize-winning journalist, and we actually should not be depending on either of those two messengers for this information. We had it from Dr. Messonnier. My mate here at home had been following the virus since the end of January in an almost accidental way. He had become addicted to a YouTuber, a Spanish guy living with his Chinese girlfriend in the Wuhan region, and he watched with growing preoccupation as they described the process of shutdown and enforced shelter-in-place and forced quarantine. He spent the month of February watching both what was going on in China through these and other YouTubers living there, as well as keeping informed about the process in Italy and then in Spain. In the middle of his experience, I heard about Dr. Messonnier and her words of warning. It may have been listening to an MSNBC show on a podcast. I remember clearly how Dr. Messonnier described having sat down with her family and discussed what might be right around the corner. Businesses shut down, adults working from home or not working at all, schools closed until further notice, and kids trying to keep up with their education as best they could. All of this occurred nearly three weeks before Spain was officially shut down on the 16th of March. None of us can honestly say that the information about COVID-19 and its potential gravity was not out there for the taking. Of course, if your information bubble only includes a Facebook feed, Fox News, and the President of the United States, then you might have been lacking the urgency necessary to prepare for the worst. My mate began warning his family on WhatsApp on the 6th of March. Earlier that week, we had unsuccessfully tried to buy masks and settled for a bottle of hand gel and a box of rubber gloves, which we were then advised not to use. We went shopping to fill the pantry for the worst-case scenario of at least a two-week shutdown on the 12th of March. The supermarket was not bare. There were not thousands of people pushing one another around, trying to get as many packages of toilet paper into as many carts as possible. There were a lot more than usual for a Thursday afternoon, and there was no toilet paper to purchase that day. I was going to buy a couple of packages of chicken breasts, and my first face-to-face meeting with just how real this was, was the sight of the meat coolers totally empty, with the protective curtains pulled down. There was no rice, no pasta, very little fruit and vegetables. On Friday the 13th of March, we reluctantly sat in our boss's office. 
The boss looked at my mate and said, you look worried, and my mate admitted that he was. We told him that we were going to lock ourselves down. We wouldn't be in to work on the following Monday, and would not return until it was a little clearer what was going to be done on a national level. Just to put a little perspective, here's the numbers we had at that time. China, 80,900 infected, 3,176 dead. Italy, 2,547 infected, 250 dead. Spain, 1,720 infected, 18 dead. The United States, 565 infected, 8 dead. On that Monday, when Spain officially went into shutdown, we had our pantry pretty much full. The car was full of gas, even though we were not allowed to go anywhere. We were at least protected from being fired for disobedience for not going to work that Monday. This is right around the time that Mr. Trump was saying something like, Just today and, and yesterday, some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. And when asked in public how he'd grade his handling of the crisis, I'd rate it a 10. I think we've done a great job. What was Woodward's actual message? Was it that Trump knew the severity, the gravity of the problem, and yet pretended as if everything was rosy and calm? We already knew that. I'd say that only that handful of people who continue to find creative and not-so-creative excuses for not protecting others from their microbes by wearing a mask are those who paid attention to Mr. Trump's comments and gave them any value. The rest of us, well aware that the man is far from truthful in his presidential appearances and pronouncements, were already looking elsewhere for our information. What was Woodward's actual message, that Mr. Trump is not fit for holding the office of president? Well, that can hardly be a surprise to most of us who have either observed or directly suffered the consequences of his time in the job. Long before he got the job, it was already common knowledge that his persona of the successful businessman and people manager was just so much hype. Successful businessmen don't avoid paying their bills, don't appear regularly on tabloid front pages, don't actively try to get on those front pages. Mr. Trump was undoubtedly successful at something, but at managing things beyond his popularity, that is questionable, always has been. Would it have made a difference in an alternative fact universe had Woodward released those tapes back in February or March, demonstrating just how two-faced and deceiving the presidential message was? Well, though it may be true that the recent unveiling of the evil plans to slow down the U.S. Postal Service prior to the election brought about massive public protest, protests that to a certain extent managed to slow down the damage, a lot of the damage was already done. Does anyone really believe that knowing that Mr. Trump was being untruthful or at the least holding back on important information would have changed anything? Maybe more of his supporters who actually believe that COVID-19 is a deep state conspiracy meant to destroy Americans and somehow gather up all of their guns and violate their children would have taken to wearing masks instead of shouting their microbes all over the place. Other aspects, like having enough protective material for health workers, well, I'm afraid that the Trump administration does not shine for its logistical planning. Three years were not enough time to build up the depleted stores. Mr. Trump telling us just how bad the thing was wouldn't have helped, since most of us may not have believed him had he actually told the truth. Donald Trump lacks credibility. I haven't read Woodward's book. I'll get my hands on a copy in a couple of months when there's a second-hand paperback copy available on Amazon. 
like the final days, it will probably be a good historical read, and that's the message I'm getting from Woodward. He doesn't seem to be working directly for the Fourth Estate now. He's writing a book, marking a moment in contemporary history. He may hold out some dim hope that both the revelations of the taped interviews and the overall theme of Mr. Trump as incompetent for the job of president will help some thinking, rational people to make the decision to vote for the other one on the chance of getting the current one out of the job. Congress was certainly unable to do so. The cabinet is unwilling. Only thinking, rational people will be able to make that change. So, to those who are frustrated with Mr. Woodward for having held those tapes close to his heart while preparing his book, take a step back. Ask yourselves if you didn't already know the same general things that the president knew more or less at the same time. Ask yourselves if you really needed the president to tell you to shelter at home or fill the pantry or try to avoid getting infected. It might have helped a bit, but President Trump is not the man for the job, and that's something we've known almost from the moment he glided down the escalator, certainly knew once he opened his mouth that very same day. Why be mad at Woodward for taking note and getting the definitive evidence? Might not help now, may not even help to avoid repeating history, but at least it will be there for all of us. Neither Mr. Woodward nor his message are the question here. The question is if that message coming from Mr. Woodward will contribute to the overall effort to defeat Mr. Trump in the upcoming election, as well as to leave that stain on Mr. Trump's legacy that we who have suffered it believe he deserves. Let's hope there is never a President Donald J. Trump library, built or dedicated, that would be an evil twist to an already ironic time we are living. Still haven't bothered looking at that educational theme, waiting for the results from kids getting back to school here in Spain. It makes me laugh when over there in America, the fact that kids are back in classrooms in Europe is somehow proof that we've done things right over here, while the states have done things terribly. I'll elaborate on that once I've seen the damage here. Just about the middle of next week, I'm expecting some initial data in another 7 to 10 days. There's a bit coming in, but it's not statistically significant yet. Cheers. You're listening to Radio Revel.